The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday night, August 19, 2020. It is the Wrestling Inc. podcast for Wednesday night. And this Wednesday is a little bit different than what we're normal to. I am Justin Labar. He is Matt Morgan. We have somebody new to introduce to everybody. He is a pro wrestler for, uh, I guess, the best part of a decade. He has wrestled all around the United States, all around Europe, all around Japan. He's lit up Mexico. He is the one and only, the real Sam Adonis. Sam, thank you for coming on with us tonight. Thank you for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm actually really excited about this because uh, I've kind of been blind to the current pro wrestling scene for a while, other than what I've been a part of. So tonight was honestly the first time I've ever watched an entire episode of NXT television. And I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to talking about it and just uh, see where this leads. Well, I'm looking forward to your perspective because, like you said, you know, Matt and I were watching this every single week. So this is new for you. For those who don't know, Sam, you were once at, at FCW, a, a <coughs> developmental before NXT. So uh, this will be cool to see uh, how this all translated for you. So it is a weird Wednesday night. we got a, a new crew here tonight. And also, only NXT. No AEW. Dynamite airing on Saturday uh, this week uh, and I believe the following week due to the NBA playoffs on TNT. You can catch that at 6 p.m. this Saturday. So, guys, we kick off. uh, This is a go-home show, of course, NXT TakeOver 30 this Saturday, and it starts off with the second chance to get into the North American ladder match, the first of two tonight. It's between Johnny Gargano and uh, Ridge Holland. And uh, this one, the big thing to take note of here, and we had a report about this on Wrestling Inc., there's a spot just as they come out of the commercial break. Gargano goes off the ropes and leaps into Holland's arms, and Holland in one motion tries to then slam him, and Johnny lands horribly on his head. <laughs> this NXT was taped. This actually stopped the taping. This calls Triple H and Shawn Michaels and everybody to come out from the back and check on Gargano. He obviously was okay. Luckily, they picked up the match, the power of editing. They were able to make it look pretty seamless. Uh, ultimately, though, Candice LeRae, Gargano's wife, she's on the outside. She's causing problems and distraction. Uh, and Gargano hits his uh, one final beat, which I love that uh, finish from the apron. Hits it on Holland, getting the pin. So Johnny Gargano is the fourth confirmed member for the title match. Uh, Matt Morgan, what do you think of this opener? <coughs> it was good, but I mean, I'm just going to say this. All right. I was on a house show and I got clotheslined over the top rope. And it was in a match with Big Show, who's my tag partner. He just got eliminated too. 
And so the rings are, st- the ropes are still shaking like really heavily from his big ass going over. And as I go over, my head gets snapped by a second rope, knocks me out. And then I land in a, like a lawn dart on the ground. I'm now cold. My referee, the referee comes out to Brian Hebner at the time. He's like, man, I go, I can't move. I go, I can't move. He goes, don't worry. I'm gonna get the doctor for you. I got called the biggest, you know what on the planet, because I, God forbid, I couldn't move and I had a sting and I just didn't know I had a stinger at the time. And I got carted out of there and I got called the vagina. I got all these terrible things called toward me um, from fellow wrestlers. And nowadays to, to see that they, they stopped the damn show, you know, I, it's both very smart, very safe. So that part's good. These guys are going to have longer careers because of it, but it goes to show you the big difference in just what 15, 20 years or whatever the hell it is makes, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's, it's good in a way they do that, but in, in my head, I'm like, because I heard the same thing that they stopped this match cold because I know some people that were there as fake fans watching. And uh, I hear that they stop quite frankly um, at these shows to make sure they get things shot right and things of that nature. But uh, so I guess that's good, obviously, for the boys' health, right? But uh, how far we've come. Especially but, uh, the, match, the match itself, really quick, was his, all his matches are usually always really good. What's there to really say, you know? Well, and it's one of the luxuries of taping is that you have the option to go out and do that. Uh, Sam, uh, what, first off, <laughs> your reaction when you saw the spot? It honestly brought me out of my seat because, you know, just being in those positions and landing scary and just, you know, seeing it, how you want your friends to do well, you know, it crushed me. I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, honestly, I think they did a fantastic job of covering it up because I had no idea they stopped the tapings. So, like, you know, me, like I said, a first-time watcher of the show tonight, I'm like – God, this guy's a machine. How is he able to get back <laughs> up and, you know, and, and pull this off? Um, it was just a scary moment. I could not believe he landed. And, I mean, that was just the, the worst possible angle you could land on anything like that. Um, it was a freak accident. You know, it's one of those things that you know, the guys could have done 50 times and it could have came off perfectly. Uh, that one time, it just, you know, it was a little bit ugly. But luckily, he's okay. You know, the match itself was pretty cool. Um, I was pretty impressed by Rich Holland. I think he, he reminds me of something out of the 1950s. He seems like, you know, a modern version of Dick the Bruiser or something. You know, real thick, rugged looking guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, it, it was definitely a good way to start off the show. And I think what they did well was, you know, they started talking about that ladder match instantly. You know, they were planting seeds all day, which ultimately, you know, uh, worked out well for the end of the episode. Well, you mentioned you like Holland, uh, Justin Lopez, uh, in the super chat, $5. Thank you very much, Justin. You said Holland looks like a baby Brock out there. He has potential, but he's still green. Not quite as big as Brock, but, um, I also know. have, I have a lot of respect for any wrestler that doesn't wear knee pads. Because <laughs> yeah. there, there's something about that, man. I've, I've spent enough time in the rings to know that my knees, you know, they need to be protected at all times. So if you're tough enough to go out there and do that, you're okay in my book. And to fill your legs out, boy, I, I always needed them just to fill my legs out. <laughs> It is a very naked look. No knee pads, yes. no no elbow pads. I remember, I don't remember when it was. I have no idea. But I remember the first time I was a kid and I saw a wrestler have their knee pads slid down over their shins so they could walk around more comfortable. And I saw their bare knee and I was like, that looks so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like underwear. Yeah. Yes. But that's that's kind of why he reminds me of, you know, of a throwback from the 50s oh, or yeah. something. Because, you know, that, that style was normal back then. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. So, uh, as we said, Gargano, he's going to be uh, in the ladder match, and the uh, second of the second chance will finish the night, so we'll get to that. 
Up next, uh, what appeared to be kind of uh, a women's match, Dakota Kai versus uh, Jesse Kamea. I, I don't recall ever having seen Jesse Kamea on NXT TV. I don't think she has been because they had Beth Phoenix give a quick little bio on her. Yeah. Um, Dakota Kai, of course, is going to have a match this Saturday at TakeOver uh, against Io Shirai. And so I kind of thought this was going to be old-fashioned WWF superstars kind of squash match, but I mean Kamea got Kamea got offense. Kamea got a, a pin, got a, got a two count on top of Kai, so it went a little bit longer than I thought. But ultimately Dakota Kai does get the win, starts to cut a promo um, after the match, and then Io Shirai cuts her off. Shirai comes out, starts beating her up and taking her around the NXT arena until all of a sudden a returning Raquel Gonzalez, who has not been on for a few weeks. We were wondering if they were dropping this. Uh, uh, buddy ship with her and Dakota. Apparently not. Gonzalez uh, beats up Shirai, and uh, we have uh, we have Dakota guy standing tall to uh, get some get some more heat on her before Saturday. Matt, are you excited for this women's match? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Dakota guy's got to protect herself a little bit more. Um, you know, my fan. We killed the business back when I wrestled with two counts. Um, you know what I mean? I, I still think people should earn those counts, and they should mean more. Sam? Uh, yeah. I've always been a big fan of the Japanese wrestling style, the, the women's wrestling, the Joshi. So Io Shirai has been one of my you know favorites to watch for a long time now. I'm still kind of excited. You know, I know it's probably old news by now, but the whole women's revolution. Uh, when I was in FCW, it was not that. Uh, you know, the, the matches that I was seeing live when I had a contract with WWE were not, you know, such high, pay, high intensity and fast-paced matches. So, you know, even this was just a small little match, you know, obviously to get Dakota Kai over, I think it was cool that they were able to, you know, get the work in and kind of just, you know, show out a little bit. I don't know anything about this, uh, this Gonzalez, though. So, uh, <coughs> you know, she's just a bigger girl. She came in and dominated. But, yeah, overall, I thought it was cool. <coughs> yeah, she, has, she, hasn't been, uh, she hasn't done a lot. But, yeah, they, I think as uh, they called her on commentary, she's um super-sized sidekick. Uh, you know, I mean, she obviously is bigger than – than most of the other women. So it's kind of, it, I've kind of said, I, I make this comparison with Wardlow and MJF on AEW. I say it with uh, Raquel and Dakota Kai. I, again, I look at it visually like a Diesel Sean kind of thing. Sure. I get that. But in a sense, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, Nia Jax is significantly bigger than this girl. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. what I, what I noticed is it seemed like she's coming out, like she's China and she's just wrecking everything, you know, and she's kind of a monster, but would that be able to compare on a Monday night? You know, or is it going to have something? Is except it going to be longevity? For, in ex- except for Nia Jax, I'd say yeah. Okay, um, that's that's how they've been trying to book her. She's still very new, but uh, she's getting more and more believable with her bigger moves. She's starting does to use she, a bigger she, move set. Does she have a lot of experience wrestling uh, outside of WWE? I don't believe so. Okay, I don't think so either. No. no, I mean, there's potential there. I definitely, you know, I had nothing against it. I just, uh, you know, just thinking big picture. Yeah. Uh, then we move on. We have a little Tegan Knox backstage. Uh, she's talking about her problems with Candice LeRae and Candice LeRae's words to her. Um, no match sentence right now for these two, so that's going to obviously continue on sometime here in the future after TakeOver. Uh, we get a video of uh, Finn Balor cutting a promo on Velveteen Dream. That will be the main event tonight. Next match, we get the trio of Legado del Fantasma, which is Raul Mendoza, Joaquin Wilde, and Santos Escobar. They go up against Breezango and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, the big thing here, Scott, obviously, is the only one who's gotten a win, I believe, on uh, Santos Escobar, as they noted. Uh, and then the finish, a little, uh, you know, sometimes this could be burial of the ref, or it's just, or it's just, or it's just, you know, uh, upholding the rules, which that's certainly something that's been debated about between WWE and AEW. 
Scott gets what looks to be the pin. He's got Escobar pinned, and he's got him done. But the ref says, no, he's not the legal man. It's, it's somebody in Breezango. And so ultimately that, that kills that. And uh, with, with Swerve arguing, uh, Wilde and Mendoza double-team him. Breeze is legal. He comes in from the outside. But ultimately Escobar counters, uh, drops Breeze from the apron, necking him over the rope, and follows up with a phantom driver in the middle. So Legato del Fantasma with the victory. Matt? Awesome. This was really, really good. Um, these are one of those matches with guys doing crap that I couldn't do. So I'm always entertained by the athleticism. I really am. Um, some guys get pegged down in the psychology. I used to be one of them. Um, but uh, when it's done right all together, it's awesome to watch. This was a good example of that. I like this match. Sam, you you got a lot of experience working in, in- – this match in particular, I was just so happy to watch. Noah um, Wild has been one of my best friends since I was about 14 years old. Uh, I've been able to spend time with Raul Mendoza in Mexico and uh, uh, Santos Escobar. I have a special place in my heart for Lucha Libre, Mexican wrestling, just because it's been so good to my career. But uh, I really love seeing it on a platform like this. Um, I think there's certain little aspects of Lucha and the Mexican style that is so so much more intricate and complex that these guys do because they've been doing it for so long and it looks so natural and easy to them because, you know, a lot of them have been in the, the, you know, Lucha Libre school since they were 12, 13 years old, but some of these, you know, feats of athleticism are absolutely incredible. So just seeing them out there and just, you know, be, being so seamless and just making everything you know, come off so well. Um, I think that Santos Escobar just has all the potential in the world because he's scary. He's a mean-looking man. He looks like somebody that could play the lead in a, in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has all the qualifications to be something special. Uh, it was definitely cool to watch for me. Um, it was great seeing uh, you know, Breeze Dango still there. Uh, those guys, uh, Tyler Breeze got hired on the same day that I was in FCW. Same day I got hired. Wow. And, uh, I've known uh, Fandango for all those years. Just to know they're still you know, working at such a high level. It's just, it makes me happy to see everybody still out there kicking it. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and, and okay. And sorry, sorry, but yeah, and uh, Isaiah Scott, awesome guy. I mean, just well, he works his butt off. He put in the work before he got there. So just you know, personally for me, watching this just made me happy seeing that a bunch of good guys are in there doing what they love. Well, you mentioned about how Santos Escobar how he looks scary. Just to give you, just just to give you uh, things to watch if you. Uh, Want to look at the way they introduced this trio was uh, was Escobar. He's kind of kind of making him look like a like a crime boss. You know they had they've had Wild and, and Mendoza. You know kidnapping people in the parking lot, throwing them yeah. in the back of SUVs. So yeah. it's got that it's got that cart that cartel feel to it. Well, see that's another thing. I've always been a big fan of the, of the character aspect. The the uh, I think most wrestlers, the, my favorite wrestlers, let's put it that way. They do they they come off a little bit more exciting in my eyes when they are a bit more of a comic book character. Uh, I, I don't really, you know, I don't think you want to see normal people out there. I think it always helps when somebody has that special look or they have their character down to a science. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's more believable. It's more exciting. And it's, it's easier for you to get lost inside a match of theirs. Sure. And you would know, I mean, you still actively do that very well. <laughs> Folks, if you haven't looked at, if you haven't watched Sam Madonna's stuff, find it. He can, uh, he can get a crowd pretty riled up uh, with his shenanigans. All bleach, right, well, ble- bleach blonde hair will do that to you. You know, you gotta look like an idiot, and people will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I would wear the white shoes to the ring. Look <laughs> there you go. 
Um, all right, so we uh, see back, or we see in the parking lot, rather, uh, SUV pulling up, and Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee pulls up to the building, and he's not alone. He's got former NFL players, A.J. Hawk uh, and Darius Butler, and a third person who I don't think they ever named. I don't know who he was, but uh, we got him, and then we know we got the Undisputed Era that they're all going to have this this showdown, this battle of words. It's, it's WrestleMania 11 all over again. Where's Lawrence Taylor? Where's Bam Bam? Um, so we come back, and uh, that's what we're now building to here is uh, is is this match between Pat McAfee and Adam Cole this Saturday. Matt, Pat McAfee's first time having an official match. Uh, Undisputed Era comes out. Adam Cole just immediately asking, saying, "Where is he at? Where is he at?" Of course, uh, Adam Cole got uh, his head kicked off a couple weeks ago by by McAfee when McAfee was doing uh, a guest spot. And so Pat comes out, and Pat says, "I knew you wouldn't come without your 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 stooges." And so, uh, so I brought some help of mine. Eventually, Adam Cole tells his guys to step back. They go outside the ring. Pat McAfee's guys step off as well. And then we get Pat McAfee cutting a pretty lengthy promo. And uh, just going on and on about how he's, he's made a million dollars in all these different uh, endeavors. He talks about his, his, his pedigree of uh, athleticism and that he would uh, beat Adam Cole. This, uh, this is little, I, I like both of these guys. I'm actually looking forward to this match. And I'll get, tell you more after you guys talk. But th- this was a little confusing because it's like normally when they have the person come from the outside – Normally they try to set them up as the baby face. Yeah. And Adam and Adam Cole has been such a good heel for the last 400 plus days when he was champion. This is a little odd. You have you have you have McAfee call, you know insulting the wrestling fans. This this was confusing. Because it's not few. it's not how it was supposed to go. Duh. Yeah. Pat McAfee went into business for himself after you know that punt, obviously. And uh, started cutting like 1980s heel promos. They could use Roddy Piper <laughs> out there. That's what all athletes do. They can't wait to they want to be in wrestling so bad. They want to play a character so bad that it's oh, remember. It's always easier to be the heel. It's always more natural too for a lot of athletes to do that because they've go. They've all got it in them. Um, somebody probably should have gotten with them beforehand. Let them know this. I don't know. I just know for sure he is not the baby face. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird because you don't want to be rooting for Adam Cole either because he's done such a good job of being a heel. I thought this whole time. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a good segment. I think I have a little different way to look at this, you know, coming in blind. Uh, I haven't seen Adam Cole's heel run. I don't know where it's at, but I know, uh, I thought Pat's promo was awesome. I thought it was really good. If that was his, if his job was to do that, if he wants to get people angry, I think he did a great job. I don't know what the future is going to be. I don't know if maybe, you know, he's here only to put Cole over. Because if that's the case, maybe you do want to babyface Cole a little bit for this time because Pat McAfee has a busy schedule. He's not going to be able to do there and make these commitments. So maybe, you know, they wanted to do an old switcheroo, have him come in there, get some heat, babyface Cole for one night, and then ship McAfee out the door. I don't know. I don't know the plans. I haven't talked to anybody about these things, but I, you know, I thought it was a very entertainment, entertaining segment. The only thing that I don't understand is, in my opinion, just somebody that doesn't watch too much uh, wrestling. I would think that an angle with somebody the caliber of Pat McAfee would be a Raw or SmackDown angle. So, interesting you say that, Sam. I, I thought that, too, and we kind of got the answer to that today. Uh, I'll reference this several times, uh, so the fans that just might be joining. Uh, Triple H did his media call that he normally does right ahead of TakeOver. And he was asked about Pat McAfee, but he ended up revealing this himself without being asked. He said that he, he, said that he knows that the setting of NXT, the I'm paraphrasing, the work rate the quality of what is expected of a match is 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 higher and that, that that if you screw up on an NXT takeover in terms of your in-ring performance you're going to get more heavily scrutinized than maybe you would by a raw or smackdown audience triple h said knowing even knowing that 
he wanted Pat McAfee on the spot. He said, Pat, and, and this is known, Pat has been training for some time. Triple H said he's seen Pat train and that he has, he, that he's a natural. So this is not going to be like a Drew Carey in the Royal Rumble kind of thing. Like this, apparently they're going to try to give this <coughs> an actual match and let Pat McAfee surprise the fans. Well, that makes sense. Go, go ahead, Matt. So the other part of why it is is because the main part why it's not on Raw or SmackDown is because Adam Cole's on NXT. And this all started with Adam Cole going on McAfee's show, acting the fool, going bonkers on him, throwing his speakers, kicking things over, and blowing a hissy fit and being a great heel. Um, so that's why he's coming to see him on his show. Sure, but what I mean is it, it, Pat's been wanting to do this for a while. He's been involved with WWE, but he's wanted to wrestle for a while. They could have set him up with a feud for somebody on Raw or SmackDown is, is what I think Triple H was saying, but they just, you know. You still think that that wasn't, you still don't think that was him going really crazy on the show? No. Okay. No, I, no. It's going to be okay. interesting Interesting to see how it plays out, though, because, uh, you know, like you said, if the quality standard of, of the match is a lot higher, um, you almost have to take it in a different direction story-wise. You know, because if he's coming in with the experience, if they're going to acknowledge the fact that he's been training wrestling, sure, you can expect a better match. But a lot of time, the grand scheme, the big picture is going to be that this outside athlete is coming to the wrestling world. You know, I think it might look kind of silly if he's going to come in there with all this experience if they're not acknowledging that in the storyline. Sure. Well, he, in the storyline, he's saying he's had two weeks to train, which obviously he's been training much longer. So, so. yeah, that, that might you know, if he goes out there on Saturday and has a five star classic with Adam Cole, you know, I think that might kind of lose some continuity story wise. But either yeah. way, you know, just yes. coming into it blind, I thought he was, you know, he did a good job. I like the idea of him being a heel because it would be a, a good way to kind of hot shot NXT, get him some attention from some outside viewers. And then when he goes away, you know, maybe they have a few new fans. Sure. And Adam, yeah, Adam Cole gets more over in the process. Sure. Thank you, Justin Lopez, for another five bucks in the super chat. He said McAfee was amazing here. I thought he cut an amazing heel promo. The million dollars in seven different industries line was fire. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, football podcasting. Yeah, I was thinking. The I don't same know. Thing. I don't know if he has like an endorsement with a clothing brand or an alcohol. I'm trying to think, but I was, you know, that's pretty. <laughs> Protein bar, strip clubs, adult entertainment. Who knows? Hey, those are done away with in the COVID era, my friend. Yeah, yeah true. He's a really good promo, though. All things said, he's a he's a great promo. Yeah, he does it for a living, man. He, he's doing yep. these podcasts, right. you know, on a, a grand scale. He didn't stutter one word. He definitely. You could tell he's a fan, though. You could tell it's something he's always wanted to do because he he, yeah. he slid right in there and did well at it. Yeah, you're right. He cuts a he cuts a heel promo essentially for three hours a day every day on the road. Uh, all right, here and uh, again, encourage the super chats if you guys have them. We'll always uh, throw up your uh, questions or comments as long as they are appropriate. Uh, all right, up next here we got some women's tag team action: the Robert Stone brand uh, leading Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah up against Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, uh, all all these ladies have had it intersect with each other, um, so that's kind of what they're playing off here. Uh, again, if you're looking for a cliff, uh, the highlights from us to go back and, and fast forward into DVR, if you missed it, take a look at the finish here. This was a Rhea Ripley catching uh, M- Martinez uh, on the apron on the outside and power bombing her over the guardrail uh, onto the cement floor. So mm. that would then lead to Rhea Ripley and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi actually is the one that got the pin here. So Robert Stonebrand, they are uh, as quick as they are up. They are down each week. Uh, Matt? Tell them who took tell them who took the pin, though. Uh, it was Aaliyah. So this was good because this doesn't hurt Mercedes. Uh, you know, I, I was worried about maybe her making her take the loss, which thank God they did not do. Um, but uh, this was good for all things. I mean, what a hell of a bump, though. God. Yeah. Sam? 
I think it was cool just because it shows the diversity of the product right now. Uh, it was just, you know, a storytelling tag match. It wasn't, you know, they didn't go out there to show off too much. Uh, it, it really, you know, kind of set the stage of the fact that the women's superstars are just as equally important as the men these days. Uh, it was just a straight up tag. Mercedes is one of my favorite wrestlers <clears throat> ever to watch. Um, Ryan Ripley's fantastic as well. Uh, it just it, was that me, your first time seeing her? I saw her at WrestleMania. Ripley. I watched the WrestleMania match with Flair, and that got me going. So uh, it, it was just cool just seeing them do that, and, and it just felt like a match. You know, it, it just flowed perfectly. The story got across, and I enjoyed it. Doesn't she have a really good look? Oh, my gosh. Ripley. She, she's unbelievable. That match yeah. at Mania, she just tore the house down with Charlotte. That, I think, was probably my favorite match I saw. It was great. <laughs> and what's crazy about Rhea Ripley's look, uh, Sam uh, and Matt, if, if it, well, Matt, I think Matt knows this, but Sam, if you if you Google a picture of Rhea Ripley when she first got to NXT, she was kind of like your your stereotypical, just the long blonde hair, like generic ring gear, like so. She's really made a point to like the shaved head and the and the and the look. She's really made a point to find an identity that, that stands and out. I can appreciate that for sure. Just like I like I said, I like the the characters, the larger than life, you know, the the comic book style characters and she pulled that off well you know when she walks i guarantee when she's walking through the airport or the shopping mall heads are turning and i can have respect for you know any any time a wrestler can do that you know that shows dedication to the art and you know i think that's cool sam how many head turns do you get with your uh blonde blonde hair well i haven't been to the airport much in this last (laughs) six months but uh normally i get normally get head turns for another reason it's not the blonde hair it's the charming smile and the tan when you walk into when, when, when you walk into Ribera's in Japan, how many how many shots of sake do you get offered when you walk in? There? Oh my god, they don't do shots of sake. They give you a lot of beer though, and it's all in the uh, house, so it's okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, next up we get what WWE can do so well, which is their video packages, their editing. This one all about the uh, NXT World Title match that is a Saturday. It, 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 this is the match I'm most looking forward to because of both individuals, but <clears throat> Karrion Cross is just. Ugh, they, yeah. They've really got a quality control on him. They have, they have protected him well. Um, so this is a carrying cross and Keith Lee showing the story of how we have got to this. Again, very good. This gets you hyped up. Sam, again, for you being a first-time viewer, did this do the job? Did this did this catch you up, satisfied? This was unbelievable. Uh, this was kind of one of those moments that made me realize why I love pro wrestling. Uh, I mean, WWE is the best on earth of creating hype. Uh, this one kind of took me back to being a kid watching, you know, the WrestleMania 17 Austin Rock promo. You know, when you have the right music with the right guys, with the right yep. story, you can create magic. And this, you know, I know both of these guys very well personally, you know, great guys. I'm happy for them to be on this stage and just seeing that, you know, uh, seeing these guys, like I said, both of them larger than life, co- you know, comic book character style. Uh, this package worked and, you know, I- I'm definitely all for watching that this weekend. Matt. Same thing. That was awesome. Sort of dissect. That's it's. This is what they do best. Sam, you Sam, know. I pop, I pop when you said that. My first WrestleMania was uh, Mania Seventeen, and hearing that Limp Bizkit my way blaring for Rock and Austin. Uh, to so this good. day, to this day, that's the best video package ever put out. Was the one yeah. right before that? That was so good. Yeah. Well, Where the music t- uh, catches up when they start punching each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man, it was so good. The angle, the story, the guys. You know, sometimes you will have that perfect storm. You know, luckily. I mean, there's a lot going on, and they always have to do their best to make the packages. But when, it, when one is you know, golden, it's golden, and a lot of people remember it forever. Well, speaking of music, it is to note that they're heavy with Metallica right now. Metallica uh, has a song that's the official theme song for NXT TakeOver the Saturday, but then they used a, an older Metallica song from their St. Anger album that they used 
for the for this particular package uh, that really if you listen to it and, and, and feel the music it matched up really well as well um for this that's really cool too just the fact that you know wwe has grown to the level where it is just mainstream every day you know just it's a household name wherever you go now metallica you know wants to work with wwe you know maybe 25 30 years ago wrestling was kind of you know uh you know not on the level now yeah. it's to the point where these yeah. you know a a list celebrities want to be a part of it you know pat mcafee and metallica on the c show on a wednesday night you know it's it's a pretty pretty damn big thing mm-hmm. matt you said what's there to dissect this is just a really good package i guess we can because i don't, I don't, I don't i'm not gonna do the whole card but i think for this match in particular Let's just do a prediction for NXT Takeover between Cross and Keith Lee because Ooh. because you have Keith, well you have Keith Lee who just became champion relatively not that long ago yeah but you have Karrion Cross who it's you can't have this man get pinned no so and now again I'll reference the Triple H call he said uh, you, sometimes you do these things because you know maybe what they have he, he basically said because you sometimes know what maybe this holds in their future and so you want to get it while you can have it to me I interpreted that as, interpreted that as and they've confirmed there's going to be a draft soon that Keith Lee is Raw or Smackdown bound so this sure. is a chance to get Keith Lee and Cross done and this is a chance for Keith Lee to drop the title uh, in that I mean before you said that I would have said they kind of booked themselves into a corner here because neither guy can lose um, so I don't know. Is it a DQ somehow? Is it for the first time? I don't think I'd be upset with a DQ here. <laughs> I just don't want to see either lose as a fan, as a mark myself. I don't want to see either guys lose. I'm a fan of both. If it's not the last match Saturday, because certainly they made a case for this five way ladder match could be the last match Saturday because they put so much stock in it. If Lee versus Cross is anywhere else on the card, mm-hmm. you could do a screw finish and be okay. But if it ends the night, no, you, you got to right. give people something decisive, right? I mean, I don't know, yeah. Sam. What, Sam, what's your Sam? We we debate this a lot because AEW, uh, which I know you didn't get to see tonight. AEW, they do like they're like ECW of the '90s. They don't believe in DQs. They it, there's always there's always a finish, and sometimes we knock that. Me especially, because I'm like, what's the point of having rules if there's no of no having no rules, or what, what that does nothing for the heels. Whereas WWE sometimes and, uses DQ as a cop out. And Sam AEW keeps score of all their records, so you have all these guys with like 500 records that should be main event talent right, right. perceived that way. Well, I, I think that I mean, and I don't think AEW has anything to do with this particular case. I think no. uh, WWE always looks big picture. You know, and they know what they're doing, not just now, not just three months from now, but they know what they want two years from now. And, you know, it's something as simple as that. Like, you know, if, if that's the implication, that there's a draft coming up, they probably wouldn't have any, any, you know, doubt. <coughs> they wouldn't have any reason not to, you know, put cl- crossover clean just because if they know Keith Lee is going to go move on to bigger, better things, they're looking, this as just one, you know, tiny portion of their market, which, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you I'm too fresh to this angle and storyline. I'm interested in seeing, you know, you guys pointing this out to me makes me even more interested. You know, that's kind of the fun now having the people know a little bit more about the backstage stuff. But I, I think that's kind of why people, you know, are interested now. They don't know. They think they know, they think they know where it's going and what yeah. they're going to do. And they want to know, but they don't know, so they have to buy the paper or pay for the network, and that's yeah. you know it, it's beautiful. It really is a good thing. Yep. Sam, have you did you ever work when he was Killer Cross? Did you ever work a match with him? I've been on probably thirty shows with him. A great guy. I've never been in the ring with him, but uh, we worked for the opposite wrestling companies. I was with CMLL in Mexico. He was with AAA, so we were kind of they were drawing compa- drawing parallels between us both. But uh, you know, naturally, when you hear someone else's name that many times in a foreign country, when you meet that person, you're probably going to talk a little bit. <laughs> right. 
Very cool. Very cool. All right. Uh, into the main event we go. It is the, uh, the second of the night, the second chance qualifier match uh, for TakeOver. It's Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream. Dream had been off TV uh, since June. The last match he had had, Sam, was he lost um, in a title match to Adam Cole. It was done kind of like a in it, like a outdoor. They put a ring outdoors and they had cars surrounding a kind of Fast and Furious feel. He lost there. and We hadn't seen him since. Um he came back last week as a surprise third man in a match. Uh, did not win, but that's how he's gotten himself into this. So we have Fe- uh, Finn vs. Dream. Um, this match it was, it was the longest match of the night. This had a little bit of everything. You had some uh, some quick back and forth to start. Then they got into some brawling. Then they got technical in the mat. Um, finally, then what ultimately happens is uh, Cameron Grimes first comes out. He is one of the competitors that's going to be in the ladder match. He comes out and actually climbs his way to the top of one of the ladders they have propped up out there along with the North American title. And he's out there, and eventually uh, he's out there. Johnny, Gar- uh, Johnny Gargano comes out. Gargano pushes the ladder. Grimes flies in the ring, knocks out the ref. So now the ref's down. So now you got Johnny out there. And then we had uh, Bronson Reed come out. Then we had Bronson Reed corner uh, Johnny. Johnny backs up. He runs into Damian Priest. All these guys, of course, in the match. Are you writing this down on a chart? Is that I don't, uh, remember, <laughs> I don't remember the, how you can remember all that. I'm reading notes here. Okay. Um, and then after that, then it's all haywire. Uh, and, and eventually, the, the big thing you need to the big thing you need to know is everybody gets a piece of everybody at some point. Uh, Gargano's outside. He gets attacked. Or excuse me, Finn Balor. Um, uh, Finn Balor's outside. He gets attacked by Timothy Thatcher. They've had a little bit of history recently. Thatcher hits him. Throws him back in. Dream hits the Dream Valley driver. All of a sudden, the the ref is now magically awake. Velveteen Dream at the win. Velveteen Dream uh, is going to be joining the match. And then once again, Gargano comes in, takes him. Uh, everybody takes everybody. Finally, Bronson Reed is the last man standing holding the title. So, Matt, we know that Raj's booking theory is that Bronson Reed is standing tall at the title. He's not winning the title this Saturday. That's it. You took the friggin' wind out of my sails there. Yeah. Oh, did I? Sorry. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say, though. That's the way it always gets set up. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, this was another great segment. This is why this show is so damn good. This show, almost from start to finish, was pretty easy to watch all around. Really good. But this was another good one. I mean, there, there, there's – you can't – Sam, now we can't call them, like, the developmental. Yeah, it's, like it's insulting now, right? right. And, and it's, it's my favorite brand for WWE. Sure. It is. And I'm a super mark for all three shows. I just – this one is just god dang so good. And it was great to watch it without being distracted watching AEW at the same time. <laughs> like you we can dedicate. have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This was really good though. This is another great segment that I was like, God dang, these guys are so damn good. I absolutely love this part. This this uh again, I, I think they did, you know, they lived up to the hype and making sure that the main event of the night delivered for sure. Um I think uh Devitt is honestly there. I'm sorry, uh, Balor. I'm sorry about that. He is honestly as good as it gets for a wrestler, a guy that just, you know, comes off as no nonsense. Uh, he doesn't really go over the top as much, you know, anymore. He doesn't do the paint, the paint and stuff, or he didn't tonight at least, but he is so intense. Everything he does is just brutal. I really thought it was good. And then honestly, I've heard the name Velveteen dream for the last five years. I've never seen him wrestle, but I, I absolutely loved him. I thought Dude. he was so good. His character, his presence, everything that I love about professional wrestling, and in particular, a wrestler, he you, has. He has Sam, look, size, walk, talk, everything. You talk about characters and stuff. This guy is it. It, 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 as far as his character goes. It's so over the top. 
Do you know? Did you know? Did you remember that he was on the? Was it Tough Enough? What, what was that? At? No, they, I. They, no. They, they did like a bootleg. I can't call it that, but like a, a not a non MTV version of uh, Tough Enough right. on the network, right? Or USA, one of the two. And he was on it just as okay. like Joe Smith, or Patrick whatever. Clark, Patrick right. Clark, super generic, uh, really shredded, good shape guy. Had got had got heat with the other castmates <laughs> and was booted from the show. But the dude was like seventeen or eighteen, super okay. young. Yeah. He still is young. He gets signed to a contract, develops this character, and it's just super over the top. And uh, he's so young to be being able to pull this off. And you you know the boys, yeah. You, know, you get me me included with the stuttering gimmick. You get hit with a character that you think like you're too good to to do. Like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm better than that in your head. Um, like that. And this, and then you have this guy who's just like, oh, this is different. I'm going to make this different. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. Again, like, you know, just using the, the same reference about comic books. I could see Velveteen <laughs> Dream play a villain in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You literally can see that same character you watch in the ring and, you know, cut him out and put him in the next Avengers. He's that mm-hmm. colorful, and that to me is what professional wrestling is about. Because unfortunately, now you know you're not going to be able to, to to get everybody involved all the time, right? But, you know, when you're really good at what you do, you make them forget about reality. They can actually escape yeah. into a product. And when something, you know, there's no holes to see through in that character. And and the same could be said for uh, Finn Balor because he is so good at what he does you know he, he's no nonsense he's not flashy and over the top he's not as much of a character as uh velveteen dream but when you watch him move in that ring just the way he had i mean it, and it all comes from the 15 years experience in japan you know i think this main event really delivered i think that that all those run-ins at the end they were great uh i think it, it did enough to set up for saturday but then for you know someone like me that might have never seen the product before, you got to see a little bit of everybody. You got to see enough of, their, of, of who they are, what they do, what their style is. Uh, I think it really set up for next week. And uh, I kind of agree with you guys, though, as far as the guy with his arm in the middle of the ring at the end of the show probably isn't winning at the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin Lopez, he wanted to pay two bucks to disagree with us and say this finish had main roster stank on it. So not a fan. So That's a bad thing. What did, NXT fans don't like the main roster, right? It's like separate audiences now. Oh, you just offended Justin. Justin, yeah. See, I like, he does not like us to refer to Raw or SmackDown as the main roster. He's well, uh, well, all Matt, equal. well, Matt kind of said it earlier. What, this is no. I no longer. I hate it when people say, "Oh, he's getting called up to Raw or SmackDown." Sure, I say sure. he's going over to Raw or SmackDown okay. because this is no longer developmental. This I is, apologize. Like I said, I've, I've been out of this loop for a while. It's the I was most living in Mexico. Show. It's the most entertaining show. <laughs> Have you seen Jidrak out there? Uh, yeah, I was down with, I worked two years with him. He's one of my favorite people down there all the time. That's Mark Jindrak, whoever out there doesn't know who we're talking about, but he was a big star in Mexico. He was a, a idol on all the, uh, TV novella soap operas. So <laughs> yeah. I love him to death, man. Good guy. Jonathan Prado, uh, $4.99 super chat says, don't know how I feel about the punter being talking about Pat McAfee, making undisputed era look so small and the punter cutting better promos than 85% <laughs> in the roster. Awesome show tonight. <laughs> there's no, and there's, and there's no, uh, a bigger uh, offense to, to refer to a football player as the punter. The one guy who doesn't get hit <laughs> special teams. Right. Seriously. That's pretty bad. The punter. Jeez. 
So that was uh, NXT tonight. So again, uh, uh, not as much wrestling on to watch, not as hectic. We were able to kind of give more love uh, and attention to detail to NXT. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this uh, once we get back to having post shows. Uh, it's like an ADD test. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. NXT, go home for NXT TakeOver uh, uh, 30. There will be a post-NXT podcast here on Saturday night uh, that will also touch on the AEW Dynamite. Uh, I think now time for the news. Uh, we got a few news topics. Real quick, before we do, can we do one quick predictions? Because we're sure. pretty short on time. Um, sure. Just do one a, run, a roll through of the pay-per-view and just give our predictions real quick. Yeah. Um, Is all that right, cool? So yeah, we'll do that real quicker. Um, no. Uh, NXT Women's Championship match, Io Shirai, the champion, defending against Dakota Kai. Ah, Io Shirai. Io Shirai all day. All right, Shirai. Yeah, I agree as well. I don't see uh, Shirai dropping right now. Uh, Adam Cole versus the punter, Pat McAfee. I'm going Adam Cole. McAfee. I also longer. I also am gonna. I'm gonna say McAfee too. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what the plan is yeah, after. Yeah, me either. But, um, all right. Uh, like I said, I this is what I'm looking forward to most: Champion Keith Lee defending against Karrion Cross. Uh, why are you even asked to do this? By the Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross over clean. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I might know. That was just don't don't quote me on that one. But I like somehow. To some tomfoolery and shenanigans take place to protect both. I say cross, but let's keep in mind, he does have Scarlet with him, and so Scarlet could be an, an instrument yeah, so to help that. help him beat Lee, but still protect Lee. Right. Forget I said clean. So if he loses, it's all but for sure he's going to Raw or SmackDown right after, right? There's supposed to be a draft, I think, in October, so maybe not. I mean, so they could always give him a month or two to cool off and just disappear and reappear on the draft. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm gonna stick to my finish. Schmaz, something, something to not have a, a definitive finish. No, nobody's being pinned is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, and finally, this one again that that kind of dominate a lot of the night for the storyline. Uh, Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano. Versus a Velveteen Dream ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship. I am now a fan of the Velveteen Dream. So uh, he went over to this week on TV. There's no reason why he can't get his same momentum back that he had before he left. Go for it. Get him that belt. It should be him. I'm going to say Grimes, though. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to be different as well. I'm going to go Damian Priest. I'm going to okay. go. Uh, I like I like the size. I like what he brings. Uh, I like the character that he's done. He's so. a whole package. He, is. He, he really is. He really is. Big fan. I was, like I said, I was a fan of his work when he was Punishment Martinez, and I like the spin of what he's got going on here in NXT. All right, so that is your predictions for NXT TakeOver. Again, that's this Saturday night. You can watch on the network, and you can be here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube live after the fact. I don't know who the combination of who's going to be on, but it will not be I'll me. be on. So probably, it'll probably be you, Glenn, and Raj, I would think. Thanks, Saturday. So. All right, guys, I got to run. I want to thank everybody. All right, Matt. So much good talking to you. people that don't know. I've known Sam and his family for years. I uh, did a show, uh, a few shows in Pennsylvania, yeah. and Sam was riding 15. in the back. I know. You were in the back seat uh, picking us up from the airport at the time, I remember. Great oh, yeah. family. Your brother took good care of me, too. Let me crash on his couch, too, a couple of times. Uh, all around awesome family and a really good uh Huge contribution to pro wrestling. I mean, there's no way your dad could have predicted this for you. Too, so, right? <laughs> well, 
I, I don't know, but uh, we have very interesting dinner time conversations. That's for sure. Seriously, between his contribution, his Monday night's TV star, and his one kid that kind of well known in Mexico. I think uh, some people find us quite interesting sometimes. So, no, thank you. Though. A, it is a very good worker, and everybody respects your work. So thank, thank you. It's great to see you, man. We get to, we got to do this again sometime. Take it easy. Hopefully, we Love do it you. next Wednesday. Yes, I do hope it. so too. Love you, brother. See you, Justin. Take see it you, easy, guys. Bye. Yeah, so that is Mr. Matt Morgan. I guess I'll take this off here. There we go. And that was nice of him. That was really nice to say. I feel all cuddly on the inside now. You know, that was nice. Yeah, again, and I and just for again for people, and I, I want to do this because you know, obviously, Sam, this you're you're being introduced to the Wrestling Inc. Uh, audience again. If if you guys aren't familiar with Sam, I encourage you to follow him on Twitter. Of course, I just took his Twitter graphic off at Real Sam Adonis. Uh, you, you know, YouTube and Google. I mean, Sam has really been all around the world. He's his him and his, his family uh, from from Pittsburgh and uh, a big big part of the pittsburgh wrestling scene i wasn't quite involved i wasn't i was i might have i might have just moved here but i i I certainly heard about you and your family and and of course now come to to know you and your family it's 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 really cool the 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 history you have dating back to you being a a youngster uh, of growing up in the business well the funny thing is is like i'm no different than anybody else you know like we we started as just you know kids my dad was you know promoting small shows but we loved it you know and and i like to uh, look at the inspiration as as Anybody can do anything they want. You know, I'm a perfect example of somebody that really didn't deserve anything. But if you work for it and you put the work in, you can get it. So, you know, I encourage anybody to follow their dreams and do their best. You know, I'm just lucky I've been able to complete a couple of mine. All right. And real quick before we get the news, I see another super chat if I can get to it here. Uh, okay. Uh, Steve Marcaciulli, $1.99. Thank you. Retribution causes double DQ in Cross versus Lee. Uh, uh, Sam, you might not. I don't know if you even haven't seen this, Retribution is a storyline they have going on in Raw and SmackDown. It's a bunch of masked. Yeah, yeah this uh, Antifa type thing or whatever. Yeah, but uh, to, to note here, the one show they haven't came on yet is NXT. So okay, yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want people to think I'm completely out of touch because I still have my social media. So I see these people. I might see clips and gifts or pictures. I've heard of them. I'll read a result here or there but I just haven't watched an actual TV program. I don't know the storylines, where it's coming from, where it's going. So I really enjoyed it tonight, just being able to watch it as a fan once again. All right, so we're going to do uh, two news headlines here, uh, both of them of you know, uh, unpleasant nature. Um, one, I'm just going to read you this facts. I'm not really going to go into it more just because of, of what it is. Um, so Velveteen Dream, he disappeared from TV, as noted, in, in, in June. He also, in June, got in a car accident. Uh, that has been what Triple H and Sud and, and the company has said. You know, uh, contributed to him being off, um, off camera some. Also, around the same time, as, as allegations um, to diff- to different people in the wrestling world were coming out in, in a movement on social media, there were some allegations of Velveteen Dream. Uh, you know, with, with some people online, um, and Triple H spoke to CBS Sports. Um, let me try to find the exact. I want to make sure I got the correct exact quote. So he, he Triple H spoke to CBS Sports earlier this week, and basically said that they uh, did look into the accusations, but um, you know they they didn't find anything. He said so. Obviously, we take all these things very seriously. Allegations of misconduct of any nature, we take very seriously. Um, I'm sorry. This is what he said today on, on his call today. I'm sorry. Obviously, we take these things very seriously. Allegations of misconduct of any nature we take very seriously. I'll stand by what I said on CBS. We looked into it, didn't find anything there in the manner of what we're looking for, and we moved on. But it doesn't change the fact we take it seriously. If there's something else there, we'll look into it. 
That goes across the board for anybody, but we all, we've already talked about it, so I'd rather just move on from other topics. He was asked this today on his call because there's apparently another accuser who's out there who's saying WWE never even contacted them during their investigation. He's alleging that. So Triple H uh, doubling down on his comments that WWE has done their due diligence. And so that's made people wonder when, when Dream came back last week, it kind of confirmed he's still with the company because there was uh, just you know internet rumblings that maybe he had quietly been let go. Um, so that's that. Uh, the other one, Sam, this one's, um, I mean, luckily it's okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to say happy ending, but everybody's okay. But uh, this one's scary. Sonya Deville, who was one of the female talents in WWE, last week she had a stalker travel from South Carolina, find her address, camped out her house, was uh. on her porch, watched her go to sleep at 1.45 in the morning, had mace, zip ties, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, things uh, a, a broke into her house, set off her security. She woke, she woke up, obviously, because of it. Her opponent this Sunday at SummerSlam, her real-life good friend Mandy Rose, was in the house. Sonia uh, sees this this person who's, uh, who's invaded her house, realizes that, no, he's not here to rob her because he starts coming at her. He's here to hurt her. Oh, my gosh. She runs and gets away from him, gets... Luckily, she runs, gets Mandy Rose, and they flee to the car in the garage and get out. The uh, this is all now according to Sonia's um, what Sonia had to her statement that she had to give to the court of the police. Uh, the invader th- the, uh, thought that 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 she ran upstairs, so he went upstairs. Luckily, they got to flee away to the point of the the guy uh, that this this twenty four year old nutbag um, was still in the house when the police showed up. Oh and my he, goodness! And he did, and he did admit to the police that he was there. Uh, to, he, he was there to, uh, to 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 get her to 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 take control of her, and 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 and, oh. and they ended up finding Sonya Deville. Obviously, you know, you can imagine the amount of message requests she gets on social media. They never realized it, but then when she typed this guy's name, when she learned of this guy's name, who he is, when she typed this guy's name into her Instagram, found. Uh, all kinds of messages from him that you know, uh, you know, ranging from suicide to admiration. To, oh my goodness! To even to the point where he where he wrote the evening that evening at like twelve something in the morning when he was on her porch. I'm on your porch and I'm coming. I'm coming to like it, it's. Oh, that's it's, awful. Yeah, it's nuts. So this twenty four year old, uh, he's um, he he's remains in Hillsbury County Jail. Um, attempted armed kidnapping, criminal mischief, armed burglary, uh, aggravated stalking. So and yeah, and she's having a mat, and, and and we have not everything up, everything up to this point has been taped for the last few weeks, so we have not seen her on camera since this happened. So the first time we're gonna see her is live this Sunday, where she's gonna have a hair versus hair match against in real life her best friend, but on screen her 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 her, her nemesis. That's unbelievable. The fact that she's you know able to keep it together long enough to you know get back to work that soon that's pretty impressive because I mean that situation is just awful for anybody to be in. You know, surprised she doesn't need time off. Sam, you ever had to deal with a stalker? Oh my, kinda. I ran away. <laughs> I ran away from Mexico. My ex girlfriend scared me, so I literally, <laughs> I literally, I got booked on a show in uh, Los Angeles, and I never went back to Mexico after that. So uh, I came home to Pittsburgh, told my parents I'm in hiding, and don't tell anyone where I'm at. <laughs> so kinda, but not nearly as bad as what Sonia's going through. Sam Adonis, Andale, Andale, got to get out of here. 
Not that's a moment crazy. too soon. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Sam, this has been a blast, man. Uh, I hope you I hope you can come back next Wednesday uh, and, and do this with us. I really enjoyed it, man. Whenever you guys want to do it again, please keep me informed. And I really hope I look forward to meeting some of your fan base, some of the wrestling Inc. fans, and just uh, hopefully we get to do this some more. Uh, yeah, we can all uh, agree to that, Sam, and agree to John Cena's bald spot two dollars <laughs> super chat. Uh, hope he gets a good amount of jail time. Of course, that's it. That's a fantastic screen name. Fantastic screen name. John Cena's bald spot. Yeah, yeah. This guy. I don't, I don't even want to say this guy's name. Whatever. But he's twenty four year old. Not bad. It's all I can describe him as. Uh, Sam, uh, pimp yourself up. Plug yourself. Plug people uh, I'm actually uh, luckily right now. You know, wrestling's kind of starting to slowly but surely return on an independent level. I got some good stuff coming up. Uh, I wrestled for Warrior Wrestling in Chicago, which are some pretty big shows. Uh, I'll be at the Re- uh, Wrestling Expo in Dallas, Texas next weekend. Um, just staying busy the best I can. There's uh, other shows coming up. Uh, most of my stuff's available on my social media. My Instagram and Twitter are both at Real Sam Adonis. Uh, if you don't know me and want to check me out, find me on either one of those. Um, shoot me a message. I'll, I hope to you know be around as many people as I can. I've been lucky to have a lot of a career you know outside of the USA. I've spent you know four years in England, two years in Mexico, and countless times in Japan. But uh, it's it's nice to be in the United States now and just, you know, get in touch with this market, with these American fans, just kind of, you know, ex- extend my name the best I can. So uh, if you see me out there, come say what's up and uh, hopefully I get to meet a bunch of you guys soon. And you mentioned warrior wrestling. You had a match against Lance Archer. Was that, that's what it was, right? Oh yeah. Last week it was, I was, yeah, last week was me against Lance Archer. Um, and then at the main event, it was actually myself, Lance Archer, Jeff Cobb and Brian Cage in a four way. So next that's, next that's week a, that's a massive amount of humanity right there. Oh, yes, yes. So we, <laughs> we're the, the the body guys, the heavyweights, if you will. I actually have a one on one with Brian Cage next week. So uh, I've been really lucky to be you know be given some really good opportunities, and I do my best to make sure I never let anybody down. You know, with those opportunities. So uh, yeah, I just look forward to to you know having a, a better 2021 than we had 2020. That's for sure. Amen. All right, everybody, uh, I'll be back tomorrow during the day on the Wrestling Inc. Daily with Nick Hausman. We'll talk all the headlines uh, of the day. Then Friday morning, I'm on Busted Open Radio with Mark Henry and Dave LaGreca, and I'll be back Friday night here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube to talk SmackDown with Matt Morgan and Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, Thank you to Matt. Thank you to Sam. See everybody tomorrow or whenever else. Have a good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.